is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, September 26, 2019, Season 15, Episode number 52. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We're live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're going to talk some Cowboys and Saints. We're getting you guys ready for the Sunday night football game this week. Uh, Today we'll get into the defense. Yesterday we talked about the Saints offense. Uh, Dave will have a breakdown for us. Before we get into that, though, I do want to talk about an injury that popped up yesterday that uh, makes me a little bit nervous. Talk to me about Amari Cooper. What's going on with him? Amari Cooper came out of the Dolphins game with a dinged-up ankle foot thing. Is it a different Jason Garrett. foot? It is a different foot. foot. Okay, so now he's got two feet. He got an MRI on it yesterday. That was negative, which is positive. That's always confusing for people, but yeah. negative is good. Uh, we saw him yesterday after the MRI, and like he wasn't limping or anything. Um, again, you know they have one here. It makes sense to get that type of stuff done. But he was at practice today, so I'm, I, you know all these guys are dealing with something. But it doesn't look like something that's going to keep him out of the game. So he was at practice today. He was at practice. So today. it will be at least some limited work, I would right. guess. Yeah. Okay. So now ask me about the other one. Yeah, that that one. There's, that's that one not. Wasn't that's the old. One. That's old news. We got new news. When did this one happen? Uh, today. Okay, so tell me what happened. Zach today? Martin's not at practice. Oh my goodness. So, I I mean, <laughs> this just happened. I we me and Nick walked out of practice and walked into the studio, so we haven't had a chance to look into no. it too much. Now, Cowboys officials will say, "Well, he was on yesterday's injury report," but the fact that he's not there this morning in, in the morning part that we just saw. Now, does he come in and and do some stuff later? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's what we need to Literally. really find out there. That's he was he was limited yesterday, right? He was, was limited. He was yeah. limited with a back. So here here's the thing. And right. well, he they upgraded him to full last week, right. which is the first time that's happened since the season started. But as we've talked about a million times, playing offensive line probably isn't great for your back, especially if it's already hurt. So we said it at training camp, like, this is probably something that Zach Martin's going to be dealing with for the entire season. Right, and I just took it for granted when I saw that yesterday that, okay, well, yeah, of course he's yeah. limited with a back. He's going to be limited with a back all year. But it does take a whole different level of, I guess, but significance when he's not at practice. We don't know the difference between – we just haven't had enough time to look into it. We don't know the difference between sit down today and let that thing cool off a little bit or – I can't go. Like those are two different things, and I don't know. I don't know what it is right now. I, I always lean toward thinking a guy like Zach Martin is going to be available, but it's definitely you know it catches like literally today in the you know we sit in the stands in uh, Ford Center for practice, and yeah. all the beat writers were looking around like, you see seventy where seventy's not here. He's not even like just walking around in a jersey. He's not here at all. So. Definitely caught some eyebrows. It's something to keep an eye on. Walk me through what happens in the event. Do you have an X that you're trying to well, – what are we doing? I just answered your question. Go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay. Walk me through what happens in the event that, that 
Zach can't play. Well, the Cowboys would turn to a Xavier Swift. There we go. And he would start Who there. Who were you mimicking right there, just out of curiosity? <laughs> just probably the way I'm going to sound in about 20 years. Oh, okay, cool. Just, just some old white guy that, that, I'm, <laughs> right. that I am. Okay. I guess I just... Are or will be? Huh? Are or will be? Both. Turning. Okay. Um, Is that turning? a turning point right Quickly now? Quickly turning? Yeah. Xavier Suofilo did take the reps at right guard with the first team okay. in Zach's absence. So... I think I just think Joe Looney is is just your perfect backup for, you know, just center guard. Anything that happens on game day, but when it comes Did to did you just like when guard. when we saw him playing guard? Sofila, Looney, you know, uh, yeah. I, when was that? I, Maybe preseason or a training camp or something. I know we've seen them yeah. put him at that position at guard. I don't quite remember how he performed there or how he, that looked like, but do you remember He's, if he looked okay, yeah, like good I, enough? Yeah, I don't ever remember a time when Looney really hasn't looked good um, or looked okay. I guess he doesn't, but he doesn't. He's not like just gonna blow you away but he's but he's good enough but you think better than Sofila? i think Sofila's better because i think he's yeah. got that old man strength even though he's not old i just think he's got that strength that's i think he may be better than connor honestly but they didn't draft him in the second round so uh, he was better last year but of course connor was a rookie yeah, right but you know i i think that's a it's really like good he, he now, has for that strength but he's also dealing he's constantly dealing with things on his knees, both knees, that Sofilo. is Suafilo. Yeah, and that that is something that he's been battling since yeah. last year, and I know that weights on him, and he's been working on it with his training, a strength coach and stuff, but it's something to look at, too, mm-hmm. while he might be able to play a full game and all that. It's not necessarily a long-term replacement that he could hold up maybe two games yeah. in a row, three games type mm-hmm. of stuff. I don't know if there's a position in football that beats the hell out of you more than anything on the offensive line. Yeah. It's just brutal. Cuz you you're know, you're constantly catching yeah. like you're even constantly twerking, it's just right. yeah. even running backs like yeah, you get hit pretty much every time you touch the ball, but you don't touch the ball every snap of the game. Offensive linemen like you every play except maybe the victory formation, you're getting Yep. Yeah. Someone's coming to hit you yeah. every play. Like they're coming to hit you every single play. Yeah, I would be worried if if he doesn't if he's listed as did not practice today, then I think that's kind of a concern. If he's listed as limited, then then I, I wouldn't be as concerned because we're dealing with the back. So if he is if he's really having a lot of pain, it's better to just sit him out. You know, because if you have a back, you can hurt that picking up, you know, piece of paper. So I, I just feel like if they really wanted to rest him, they would just rest him. He'd be at home. But if he's limited, then I, I think yeah. they're just trying to manage it. It's. It, I will say, though, typically, like, when a guy takes a scheduled day off, it's Wednesday or Friday. Like, because it's either the first day of the week and you're like, sit this out and then get two days of practice or get two days of practice and then rest your legs on Friday. Like, they've done that with Sean Lee this season where he just doesn't go on Friday. It's not injury-related. They just let him yeah. sit. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it feels weird to me for him to sit in between Wednesday and Friday. So we'll see. And, and let's be clear too: we were only out. You guys were only out there during the opening parts of practice. Yeah, it's very possible that he was getting some treatment or something like that, and then came out and was a part of practice in the part that well, that the media doesn't see. Keep so. it keep it tuned to DallasCowboys.com yeah. media channels because there we'll we'll get some info about this later yeah. today and tomorrow. And yeah, something yeah. to watch. You, you guys have yesterday. Something. Get work. I can't Zach, remember. Zach, I don't. 
I saw him in the locker room yesterday, and I remember kind of thinking, like, he looks stiff. Like, just kind of like, uh, he looks like he's felt better in his life, which I say that now, now that I know that he's hurt. But I do really remember, like, he came out of the shower area, and I was like, you, like, as somebody who's experienced back pain, you look like you're feeling kind of stiff right now. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, A couple other guys I just wanted to mention real fast. Xavier Woods, Tavon Austin returned to practice uh, yesterday. What what are we hearing about them and how they performed and look after a day of practice? I I was at practice for a little bit and and was – I guess just looking around at whatever, like, oh, I should probably look at some injured guys here. Who am I looking for? And I looked at right at Xavier Woods, like, there he is. And he was catching this interception, and then he was doing some spinning. And he was dancing? Tar- and he wasn't dancing, oh, okay. but he was, like, doing, like, a spin, like, juke move, like you would do, like, the R2 button. Like, he just kept spinning and spinning and spinning. I'm like, okay, he, he's playing. He saw that the Marcus Lawrence video. <laughs> Video. I don't know that. Video. Demarcus doing oh, the, the spin, spin and then oh, he, yeah. everybody oh, yeah, yeah. was talking about it. And oh, maybe okay. he got inspired. Now he's trying to spin all the. He was doing something like that. And I'm just, I was just like, okay, Woods is playing. Xavier's in. He's in. Who That's else the kiss of death, though, because nah, last year playing. you said that about Tavon, and what happened? Oof. Tavon kept sitting out and just dancing every week, and still couldn't play. Yeah, but I think Xavier. Um, I think Xavier's gonna play. I think <laughs> you were Xavier, trying to think. You were thinking uh-huh. very carefully what you uh-huh. wanted. I think, to Xavier, say. I think Xavier's going to play. <laughs> Two straight days of practice for Tavon and Xavier. <laughs> That's always a good sign. No, yeah. uh, no Tyrone Crawford today. No Antoine Woods. I don't think you're gonna see them this weekend. Right. You're, not, you're not gonna see Michael Gallup this weekend. Those are three. Um, I guess at this point, the injuries that you just say, and they're probably it's pretty likely they're not playing this yeah, week. I, yeah. I, Only three, right? Um, there was somebody else that I wanted to bring up. Um. Maybe Tavon, no. I get no. I get yeah. I guess that's it. Those oh three. yeah, Woods and Crawford. That's it. Yeah, because yeah. Gifford Gifford's back practicing now, so he would not yeah. be one of them. Maybe won't be active, it, but at least he'll be. Yeah. He should be back. It didn't look like he was going to be active, just yeah. just based off of uh, a special teams unit that he would probably be out there for if he was. Yeah. So I don't think he will be this week. All right, let's go ahead and take an early break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into the the Saints and their defense. Dave's going to give us his breakdown. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. 
Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East riders, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to today back to the break welcome back it is the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star let's jump right in let's get into this saints defense day saints fans coming by on this tour no those are cowboys jerseys we got, just yeah the that was a salute it's to sir i thought yeah. for sure no, i saw was, was i wrong no, it was it was it cowboys was Jason Sorry. i had the same reaction Camo earlier jersey. Uh, earlier this week i was saw somebody walking in the parking lot with a fan and they had on a jersey it was one of those and i thought Saints, really? And then, no, it's Cowboys. Our they'll, esteemed... They'll take your money. I mean, whatever. Here's the Redskins. Oh, oh, yeah. Come, Come on, on in. Happens every day. No, there were there were some, believe it or not, there were some Dolphins fans taking the tour last week, last Friday. So Believe it or not that they are Dolphins there fans. There are fans? Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Dave, what you got for us? Let's talk about this Saints defense. Uh, I got the New Orleans Saints in front of me. Um, lot A lot of talent. Not a lot of production to this point in the season. I wonder you can say if that again. people I just well, jump yeah, in geez. and say something yeah. real quick. Do it. They got the best names in all of like the whole NFL. Do they? Well, starting with Lil Jordan. Lil it's Jordan. Lil Jordan. No, no, it's not Lil Jordan. It's, it's Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan. We're talking it's Lil Jordan. Offense now. But I know, but I'm just well. Their defense though. Ray Ray Armstrong. Yeah. Ray Ray. Shy Doesn't Tuttle. Lil Jordan and Ray Ray. Eli Apple, and then of course. Kiko Alonso. Yeah, that's better known as Kiko Alonso. Yeah. Been around. Been around. All right. Let's move around a little bit. Go ahead. All right, Dave. Give us this defense. Pat's willing. Uh, It's like, and I I think he's still a good player, but like the thing about the Saints' defensive resurgence, I guess it was 2017 when they lost the Minnesota Miracle game was like how well their young DBs were playing. Like Marshawn Lattimore is this lockdown corner. Marcus Williams is a revelation at safety. Um, Von Bell is another guy that they drafted that they really like. And they play. They were ballers. Like they were really good that year. Marshawn Lattimore had the butt interception, if you remember that, where he picked the ball up off the guy's butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, 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 it's, it's not translating. Like it's not there so far this year case in point they gave up five passes of 20 yards or more and three of 40 yards or more to the seahawks the other week they're the worst in the league at that stat and by the way same thing with uh the rushing they gave up 20 plus they've given up five 20 plus rushes and that's the worst in the league I will okay. So they're 28th in total defense. They're 30th against the pass, 300 yards a game. They're 26th against the run. They're 26 points, 27 points per game. Um, every single team they've played, actually, they've given up like exactly 27 across the board because I think they beat the Texans like 20, 30 to 28. I think mm-hmm. Rams beat them 27 nine, and then 33 27 Seahawks. So like you can score on them. Um, 
Dennis Allen, it seems like he asks these guys to play a lot of man defense, which is awesome if you can do it. They haven't been able to do it. Um, and it, it's really come everywhere. Like, Lattimore gave up a couple of explosives. David Moore um, caught a jump ball on him last week. Eli Apple is the obvious one that, like, you want to pick on. Like, he he gets torched on a pretty routine basis. And one thing that was really intriguing to me is that a lot of these plays happened when Russell Wilson, you know, shocker of shockers, was able to extend the play. Which, you know, if you watch the Cowboys, like, Dak's not as good at that as Russell Wilson is, but he can definitely do it. He did it last week against the Dolphins a few times. So that is really encouraging if the Saints are going to try to play man up with these guys that I think you can manufacture some plays. And another really exciting thing is they, like, they lose track of guys. Like, the Seahawks will put their receivers in a bunch and – uh, Tyler Lockett is just running across the formation and there's crossing routes and all of a sudden like the corner you know Eli Apple's five yards behind him like where was my help I, I is this my guy and 45 yard gain that type of stuff so I think Kellen Moore should be able to manufacture some gains in this thing um, I don't think they look terrible against the run itself like the Seahawks ran for 100 yards but 50 of that was Russell Wilson scrambling or designed runs which Dak can do that too. Yeah, right. that maybe there's something to be said, but like uh, Chris Carson and CJ Procise didn't like kill them. Like they have good, they have good players in their front seven. Cam Jordan, I think I already said, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. He reminds me a lot of Demarcus Lawrence, just in the sense of being super well rounded. He can rush the passer. He's stout against the run. Um, Marcus Davenport's coming along. Leads their team in sacks. With yeah, three. yeah, yeah. I mean, which they, they're not getting to the quarterback as. You know, again, a lot like Dallas. Um, your guy, Malcolm Brown, is playing tackle for them right now because Sheldon Rankins is hurt. Like, mm-hmm. they have talent there. Demario Davis, really good will linebacker, uh, captain for them. So I don't like. I don't think they're soft. I I think they're better than the stats indicate they are. Put it that way. Because the stats say, as yeah. I started looking at the and stats, I was like, wow, this defense is not you know, playing very well at all. You gotta you gotta look at the other games too. The Texans ran the ball really well on them, but again. They have a super mobile quarterback in Deshaun Watson who can inflate that, and I Dak can too. Yeah, they got Cowboys would have to implement that though. We've seen them do it. We've seen them not do it. Um, but in turn, like I would be surprised if Zeke just bulldozes this defense all on his own. Like I don't know that that's going to work. But they're very susceptible against the pass. Yep. Um, I had a couple questions for you, Eli Apple. He seems to be the weak link. I keep hearing everybody talk about in their secondary. Um, if you agree with that, how does how does Dallas take advantage of that? Uh, I think Dallas takes advantage of that by make make the Saints change it because as good as they might want Mar, uh, Marshawn Lattimore to be, he doesn't travel a lot. And I'm starting to think that like every week it's like, is he going to travel? Is he going to? Like it doesn't seem like it happens that often in the NFL, mm-hmm. honestly. Like maybe in college, if you have that guy and you know he can just take away that receiver, do it. But you don't see it a lot in the in the NFL. And Lattimore hasn't done it. He plays on the right side with very little exceptions. Actually, against Seattle, they had him travel with Lockett on a third down, and Seattle tried to throw it to him uh, to pick up the first. And Lattimore came across the formation and tackled him in the backfield. And I was like, maybe you should be doing this more often, mm-hmm. but they don't. So put the good receivers on Eli Apple. Say, all right, Lattimore's over on the right. Well, Amari, we want you over on the left because yeah. 
I don't. I mean, I would force Dennis Allen to try to make that happen because it doesn't seem like they want to do it. And you know, last week with Xavier Howard, who is probably better than than Lattimore, or at least you know, right up there, and it didn't seem to matter. You know, Cooper kind of exposed him as well. So I mean, I think I don't know if there's any corners right now that are really just checking Amari. Uh, we'll see what his injury status is, but I. You know, we always said this about guys that travel. It's not just the corner. It's not just the great cornerback that travels. It's the other cornerback that has to travel as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the star star guy might go. He might be good on the right or the left, but the your back your your second corner may not be as good playing both sides, and he has to travel as well. So I think that's something we. You know, it it helps if you've got two that can be versatile. I really wish Michael Gallup was healthy for this game because mm-hmm. I think the combination of Lattimore and and the fact that the guys behind Cooper aren't as good, like, it gives me pause. I still, I think the Cowboys will be all right. But, like, if Gallup was playing in this game, I would be like, the Cowboys are going to eat. Like, because they can do whatever they want with Cooper. Gallup will abuse whoever is over there. And I'm not as confident in Devin Smith and Randall Cobb. I still think, I think they'll be okay. But, like... It would be nice if Gallup was playing. Take me back to last year and talk to me about what, and when the Cowboys played the Saints, what did you see in the Cowboys offensive line versus the Saints defensive front? It was a struggle. I mean, the defense, the Saints defense did a really nice job. Uh, If I remember, they bottled up Zeke pretty nicely. I don't remember him having like just like 30 yards. I would imagine it was like 70, 80 maybe. He had a hard fought. I'm pulling it up for you. He had a hard fought 75 yards. He averaged 3.3 yards per carry. That's, yeah, that's not anywhere near his typical no. day. But, you know, they kept they kept doing it and, and you know, we always say those games kind of take on a life of their own and both both offenses were struggling and it was just that type of game. Uh this might be completely opposite of that, but but they did uh they did a nice job, but if I remember, you know, Tyron Smith, he matters. You know, he, he wasn't in that he game. He didn't play right. that game. So. And Travis obviously didn't play, which we got to wait and see on Zach, but you would think the O-line will be closer to full strength than it was right. last year. Who was the defensive player that seemed to give them the most trouble, if you guys remember? Can't. Cam Jordan had uh, two sacks and two and a half tackles for loss. Actually, uh, Brian wrote about this for the site today. Is Again, Jordan's like D-Law. He plays the left side. He doesn't do a lot of rotating, but they moved him to the right side to play Fleming because Lyle Collins was giving him fits. So uh, he had a great day, but I like that matchup a lot better this time around. Maybe he doesn't move this time. Probably not, if I had to guess. (laughs) Uh, Demario Davis, I was going to say that Demario Davis had 11 tackles. I don't remember if it was like a good 11 tackles or a bad 11 tackles. I Um, mean, the final score does suggest that obviously both defenses played extremely well last time. I will. One thing I noticed, and again, you know, mobile quarterback, play action, I would like to think Dallas can take advantage of this. I was not impressed by Kiko. And then they got another linebacker when they play base by the name of A.J. Klein, uh, who did not wow me. Like, I found he seemed like he was out of position a lot. There were a couple. Where did he go to school? I don't know off the top of my head. Sorry. I actually have it here. A.J. Klein. Iowa Iowa Ohio, Ohio, Ohio State. Oh, okay. Wow. There's Buckeyes all over this matchup. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I'm sorry. Iowa oh, State. Okay. Sorry. Iowa State, seven seven years in the league. couple of plays where they bit bad on play fakes. I mean, you know. Which n- against this team, in not, this offense, what right. we've seen so far. Not, yeah. And I don't mean like hesitation. I mean like, you know, taking two or three steps in the wrong direction. Um, 
they did it. You know, they lost Will Disley, the tight end. They let him pick up 30 yards on a play action fake. And again, like, kind of what I'm talking about, like, it, they lose their guys because I, I believe AJ Klein was covering Tyler Lockett. It was incomplete, but not because of the coverage. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something that intrigues me. I think, I think Kellen Moore should be able to get these guys out of sorts. Like, the chunk plays should be there, even if the run game is only okay. Giving up 27 points in all three games they've played so far this year, it seems like they're able to win these shootout-type games. Do you think Dallas is suited to play that kind of game and to be able to beat them at that? Because they're seeing they've won two of those three games, even giving up 27 points. You think that that matches or, or is favorable for the Cowboys to get into that kind of uh, that kind of game? Yeah, I mean they've scored 30, what 33 points a game. So yeah, I think so. I mean, but I, you know, one thing that we don't know yet. It's still week three. I mean, I I don't know if the Saints aren't a better football team than the Cowboys. I mean, I know that sounds weird, but. They're two and one. You know, look at their schedule. I mean, look who, who they've played so far. They've played the Rams. They've played the the uh, Saints. Uh, I'm sorry, they played the Texans. They played the Rams, and then they played the Seahawks. And you know, and so three good teams. Yeah, three three good teams. And when their schedule came out, I was like, That's, this is going to be tough. I mean, can you imagine if the Cowboys had played those three teams and Cooper Rush had to play a game and a half? Yeah, that's so, honestly, it's it's kind of the opposite. Is like point. if you follow the narratives, it's like. The Cowboys have to they have to make hay here because they're playing these bad teams and then it gets hard. Well, once the Saints get through with this game, it kind of lets up for them because they after this they go Buccaneers, Jags, uh, Bears are tough, but then the Cardinals on the other side of that. So like three pretty winnable games out of four. Yeah. Um, so that it isn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, they don't look anywhere near as good as the Cowboys, but their resume. Right. Certainly looks better right now. And they win this game, then you know if it comes down to tiebreakers, then they would obviously have one. They'd both be three and one, and they'd have one on Dallas if it gets to that point. So, you know, I mean, it's again, it's it's still early, but but we don't really know just yet. I mean, what if to be two and one in that schedule and having Breeze miss that game, you know, yeah. a game and a half? I, I think that's actually pretty remarkable. I'm really, really interesting interested to see what Kellen Moore is going to be able to do in this game mm -hmm. as far as being creative because right now okay you have Michael Gallup out and we saw how that affected not having him mm -hmm. in the offense then I've seen breaking down plays with Brian what Lattimore can do going up against Amari Cooper like that guy has really good instincts and he's able to follow the receiver and move like there is no trick in him a lot like as soon as you try to do like a quick turn he's gonna turn with you so it's I'm interested I am expecting the Cowboys to run the ball a lot more and lean more on Zeke this time around because I just think I just don't think we're gonna see the same kind of passing game that they've been having as an offense but See, I, I like to go. What I'm saying is, you know, what I saw on tape is, I think, I think, and I, like I said, I wish Gallup was playing, but like you think back to the Giants game where there were just easy throws for Dak because of the way they were confusing the Giants. Like, I, I think that we can see that again. Like, I, I would expect Kellen Moore can dial up ways to do that because the secondary 
just doesn't they seem confused and and not very good and and like I said I think I think their run defense is better than the stats would show and that's so I would rather try to pass to open that up than vice versa hearing all of that it kind of makes me think that this defense is at least the way they've played so far is similar to the Redskins defense the Redskins defense has a pretty stout front and they're the type of defense that, at least this year, their secondary has been kind of in shambles and not mm-hmm. really playing great. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, they don't have uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, uh, yeah, Marshawn Lattimore. But um, but all that being said, I think it's a similar type setup, and the Cowboys were able to, to move the ball pretty effectively against that defense, both in the run and the pass game. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that it certainly didn't didn't stop them. Early in the game, there were some challenges, but once they got going, they got rolling. Yeah, it that's... goes back down to creativity. What Kellen Moore is able to do with all those weapons, and maybe if Tavon is back into the mix, how is he gonna use him? He's a guy that yes, we he's been injured so much and all that, but still having him on the field yeah. affects what they're doing because they know that this guy can freaking run and he's fast. So that's another guy that they have to keep an eye on. This is this this is gonna obviously be a bigger challenge than than the first three games even I mean and but the Saints defense isn't as statistically as good as like the Redskins but if they can at least maybe maybe they don't score 31 35 but I mean they should be able to hit the mid to high 20s like that would be my expectation even on the road at least I think this is a Dak running game I think this is one where he needs to to you know they need to call some plays for him to run the ball that's the one thing that'll open up that middle there for for Zeke and 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 even for in the passing game is to, is to get him out there on the edge and let him you know whether it be some bootlegs naked whatever let him do that because I really think that that's what's going to set this up this up we didn't see it much last week but I think I think Dak can really hurt some teams especially the aggressive ones if he if they dial up some runs I think that's a good point but I I think more than anything else. It's going to be most important is don't have the turnovers and the special teams, big plays. Yeah. Because I think last week without those, I think that's a different ball game. I think Seattle probably wins that game. Yeah. But- so minus those two play. And it's I mean, it's not like the defense gave them short fields, yeah. like literally a punt return touchdown and a fumble six. Yeah. So that's 14 out of 33. Why can't I do basic math? That's so 19, 19 right. offensive points. Right. And so I, I think that, again, if you talk about the Cowboys and their ability to score on teams so far, if that offense can get rolling and just don't make the critical mistakes on special teams or on defense that give up points, I think that's really the key this week. I think, you know, we still haven't seen Bridgewater in a situation where he's got to go out and with his arm basically win a game right. that's a shootout. I, I would think that that's kind of what, if I'm the Cowboys, what I would like to see. So happen. you expect Dak to win that kind of battle in that situation? I do. I do. What I've seen so far this year suggests to me, and and the reason why I say that is because and I he's think he's good under pressure. That's where somehow the light comes on, and he's able to get the job done when he's really under pressure. Right. And the thing about shootouts, when you watch him, typically what happens is they they sometimes can start off a little slow, but once they start rolling and teams start scoring, then they keep scoring. And that's the one thing we've seen about this team all season. When they get rolling, yeah. once they figure it out, once they figure out what the defense is doing. They seem to just be like, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I think in that kind of scenario, if the Cowboys get into a shootout, I think it sets up really nicely for them. And I'm not certain, again, that's not to say Bridgewater can't do it. We just haven't seen him do right. it yet. So yeah. if I'm the Cowboys, that's kind of the way I, I kind of hope this thing plays out. All right, here's a here's a just putting you on the spot. What's the best environment where Dak has ever like absolutely balled out? 
All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to answer that answer. question. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com right apartment's now. big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too Right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To the break. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, what you got for us? Just a second. Let me pull. <laughs> forgot. Oh, actually, I do want to talk about. Um, we've talked about free to play. Are you? Are we yeah. gonna play free to play? Yes, actually, what we are doing, we are setting up, and this is gonna be in the app starting next week, I think. But we're setting up. Uh, um, they're calling it a celebrity league. Oh. Now. They, they use that term very loosely because it's going to include all of us. But we're going to actually set up and we're going to be playing along so people can see how they rate relative to us. Now, we can't win the money, but we will. I will throw some little prizes out there for our group for the person that wins every week. Okay. Well, I'll just write. Then I'll just talk about that. Then I don't think Dave knew he was playing free to play. Yeah, he Go did because Brian was talking about it this morning. I thought it was Optional. suggested that we play. Yeah. You got to be older than twenty one. Highly suggested by me, okay. your boss. So what I'm, do you think? So I'm playing. Okay. All right, good. Perfect. All right, but he pulled the bus car. You, just, the bus. you guys know. check out free to play though, because you could get ten thousand dollars in grand prize. Mm-hmm. So check that out on DallasCowboys.com/app if you don't have the app. You need it because it's easy to get our stuff. All our stuff. All our stuff. All right, mostly. Dave. Right before the break, you had a, an interesting question you wanted to pose yeah, to the group. I'm just, I'm, I was, I'm just spitballing. I'm curious, like, you know, what is the best environment where Dak has like gone on the road and really, you know, shut oh, what, up like a tell me what you're talking about. You're talking about like My, the best game he's had on the road in a in really a, hostile environment. Yeah. Got okay. It. He, I mean, he he balled out against the Giants last year. Big whoop. That was a bad team, and MetLife was full of Cowboys fans. Yeah. FedEx was full of Cowboys fans yeah. a couple weeks ago. Like, that ain't hostile. 
Uh, so, I mean, and I'm not saying he's never done it. I went and looked during the break. He played a great game at the link last year against Philly. Uh, 26 to 36, 270 and a touchdown. Uh, ran for a touchdown despite getting sacked four times. So that's awesome. Uh, and then the the obvious one is as a rookie against Pittsburgh. He had a fantastic oh, yeah. game at Heinz Field. That was Field. such a fun game. That man. was such a fun top game. three that I've ever covered yeah. for this team. That was such a fun game. He, he balled out at Lambeau, actually, as a rookie, too. But really, I mean, so... He's had great games on the road. Don't get me wrong, but like when I'm like what we're gonna see on Sunday night, I think the the Philly game is the cl- the most recently that he's done it because week 17 at MetLife against a really bad Giants team just isn't the same as what the Superdome's. Why don't we be just like. break yeah. it down indoors? What has he done there? Because all the thing I can think of well, is the Colts. Every home game. You mean the road? Yeah, road home. Road yeah, when road. they're not lighting them. Did not play against. Did not play well against the Colts. Falcons played uh, well. He okay. Played, well, actually. Vikings, he was terrible against the Vikings. The rookie is rookie year. His rookie year, yeah, he didn't. I mean, all right, terrible is a stretch, but I think he threw for like one sixty-eight or something like that. Mm. He was fine against the Falcons last year, twenty-two or thirty-two for two hundred eight. I don't. I mean, yeah, end up winning. Drove so. them down. And, the yeah, no, they. Yeah. I mean, they won. Yeah, but I'm again. So that I get my point is like. If I expect him to capitalize the way I think he can on this defense, the secondary. It will be a little bit unusual. Like he hasn't had that many of those like really amazing games in these types of environments. No offense to them, those other teams and those day games, but that's not like what he's going to face Sunday night against the Saints. The, the the energy in the dome at night, especially with the fact that there will be Cowboy fans there, but you know the Cowboys are good. The Saints, you know, very protective of their home turf. It will be a, a really awesome atmosphere and nothing like a noon game at Atlanta, Detroit, Indianapolis. No offense to them, but not my dear, same. my dear friend, John Mashota, he's so good at like just pulling up random stuff that everybody forgot about. Because uh, you remember All or Nothing when they filmed it in 2017, mm-hmm. when they played Denver, they had a, he had a, he posted a clip of Jason Garrett like, yeah, the crowd's going to be crazy. You know how you shut up the crowd? You hand the ball to number 21 right there and blow their ass off the line, which they lost that game very badly. Like they got annihilated. <laughs> Talk about bad memories. That's like one of the worst. Yards. The story, the st- yeah. like the strategy is the same. Play well, execute, especially early, and you can calm that atmosphere down sure. a little bit. David, wasn't that the game where Dak had like fifty pass attempts? Uh, Denver, I think it was. Yeah, no, they, I mean they were getting they were getting murdered, and Zeke couldn't run the ball. I, I think yeah, Dak, they couldn't do anything. Eight yards, nine carries, something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, it was horrible. Dak definitely. I don't have the box score in front of me. It was but like thirty for fifty. He threw a lot of passes. I, in that I honestly don't know if I've seen the Cowboys get manhandled in in Dak's era quite like that. I mean, that was a bad game against the Colts last year. You can say it was pretty bad most of the game against the Rams last year. Neither one of them. They got banhandled like they did against thirty. Like that was a. That it was, was like a in all areas. Yeah. basically. thirty of they could do nothing. Thirty of fifty for two thirty-eight, which is less than five yards per attempt. And Dak was the team's leading rusher. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was that was a brutalizing. Like we are not used to seeing in the recent Jason Garrett era. Yep. Maybe the, the other one that comes to mind is in the Superdome in twenty thirteen. That yeah. was up there. Well, you too. know, people start talking about the altitude. Yeah, over there yeah. and all that. There's a weather delay for like an hour. Let's, it was like, eh. let's stay focused, people. All right, so I had a question for you guys from Art Vandelay. He said, "Hard to nitpick." <laughs> that's a, that's a Seinfeld reference. I know. Sorry. That, okay. I know. It's sorry. Just, all right, go ahead. But anyway, hard. That's the thing about Twitter. You know. Yeah. You get, no, I know. Anyway, I know. hard to nitpick the offense, but thoughts on Zeke only having five receptions. 
You guys think he's being underutilized in the passing game? Okay. Just when they, not to sound like Troy Aikman here, but like before they get to, you know, when they get less than 31 points in a game, let's let's talk about that. No, it, it's a pick your poison. They haven't had to do that. They haven't had to, they're running the ball. They're, they're doing well. They're throwing it down the field. They haven't had to really throw screens and stuff like that. They haven't done that just yet because they're able to do what they want to do, but they will. I don't think it's a nitpick. I just think it's, it's something that just hasn't, hasn't, needed to be there just yet but you know they're they're doing it this way and and what i love is we know that works we know that mm-hmm. throwing those screen passes to seek works they've mm-hmm. seen it i love that kellen has given himself the chance to try other things first you know and he keeps talking about yes i have more things on my game plan and things under my sleeve and and he does like there's no need to do all that with Zeke when you have all these other elements. Now, maybe this is the one game that we do start seeing those kinds of things when you start talking about what's happening with not having Michael Gallup in the offense and maybe if they take Amari Cooper out a little bit from the game, you know, as far as defense goes. So I think that's a good thing that we haven't necessarily needed to see that. Yeah. I'd I'd like him to be more involved, but I mean it's hard it's hard to nitpick what they're right. doing at this point. I'd like, and he even said that in his tweet, yeah. he was like, "I'm not nitpicking." It's you know, I'd but. I'd like Randall Cobb to be more involved for that matter. Yeah. Um, and I th- without Michael Gallup, maybe that's something that you could see here. Uh, I mean, if you know these linebackers are undisciplined, maybe Zeke can take advantage of that in a variety of different ways. I th- I mean, five through three games, so he's on pace for less than thirty. Yeah, I'd like to see him be a little more active in the passing game, but I'm I'm not losing sleep about it right now. And honestly, my my hope is that all of these kinds of wrinkles that would be you know using him in the passing game, maybe using Pollard a little bit more in the passing game. Uh, maybe using uh, more jet sweeps with Pollard. I, I'm hoping some of that stuff is stuff that they have saved, yeah. they haven't had to use, yeah. and because they haven't had to use it, it comes up in some of these games where you may need a little more variety, you may need to throw something at teams that they haven't seen on film just yet. Again, that's one of the things, and, and, and if you go back and you listen carefully to what uh, what was being said after that first game, Kellen Moore talked about the fact that he even said there were some things that we didn't have to go to that we can save for a little later. And that, to me, I think that's the value of a good offensive coordinator is somebody that has so many tricks in their bag that they don't necessarily have to pull them all out at one time. And as the season goes on, which is a long season, you'll find opportunities to be able to do some things that you haven't put on film before in games, in critical moments in games when you really need them. Real quick before we end the show, I wanted to get some opinions from you guys on the the Thursday night game tonight. You got Packers versus uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, who do you think wins that game? I just I don't think that the Eagles lose it. I just I, I know that I mean, I'm saying the Eagles will win, but I just don't feel like they're going to lose and go to one and three. I just don't. I think that would be too beneficial for the Cowboys for that to Didn't happen. Work like that, right? And I don't know if the Packers. We'll, we'll see. I mean, they're three and zero, and it's you know it's tough to win there. But I, I feel like this is the type of game. As soon as you think you kind of know, you know, one of those both those two teams, something like this would happen. I just think the Eagles are too talented to go one and three. I know that they're already one and two. But as I said yesterday, they're very easily three and zero, and zero and three. They're just playing right there. I think they win tonight. 
Uh, I I go back and forth because I agree with everything he just said. I th- it's it's so silly to try to write the Eagles off three weeks into the season. Alshon Jeffrey is going to be back this week. Deshaun Jackson might be back. Really, I thought he was or, definitely out. Oh, I, oh, he might be. Honestly, I'm too busy trying to keep up with what's going on with the Cowboys. <laughs> Either at least one of them's coming one of back. Them is back. Yes, maybe two, but at least one. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I said this on the break, like. It's it's during the break. Oh, sorry. The break, sorry, it's hard to go on the road on Thursday night and win. Like it's it's tough. You're it's not a lot of rest time. You got to travel. It's a hostile environment. Pretty good quarterback and defense on the other side. I still think the Eagles are good, but I think the Packers are going to win. Amber, uh, I think the Eagles. I'm going to go with everything exactly that Nick mentioned, and I just think that I just don't see it happening to where now it creates this good lead within the division you know between the Eagles and the Cowboys it always happens where it's just kind of right there in that battle I just don't see them falling that far behind from the Cowboys the Eagles could fall to one and three and still the race isn't over yeah of course of course but playing them twice I mean that's the easiest way to jump back in is beat them quite frankly I actually expect that the Packers win tonight and I expect that What's going to happen is Philly's going to find a point this season where they can get their footing and they're going to start winning some games. Yeah. And, and it's going to be interesting. Like this is not going to be this is not going to be one of those things where the Eagles are completely out of it. Even if the Cowboys win the division handily, which I still would question whether that would happen, I still think Philly's going to be right there in position to be in a wild card. And don't think you might not face them in the playoffs. Like yeah. the they, they're one of those teams that just kind of keep coming. Well, right? they, they traded away their best quarterback, and and you know, in <laughs> wow, and uh, you know the guy that's really helped them kind of wow. <laughs> turn things around. Okay, so them. if the Eagles lose, uh, okay, what happens with the Cowboys? No. They win this game. Hey, hey, that's tomorrow. Well, well, yeah, I, know. I was about to say, don't I just give away I'm my Friday saying, show. I'm just saying. Like I, I just I do have a thing for statistics and how things look on scoreboard. And I, I, I just don't see it happening. It, it's even, but every every year we do this where we try to write the storylines before Halloween. I mean, we fired everybody and said bye to the playoffs last year in week eight, let alone week four. <laughs> that's so what we do. We, that's it's what we I mean, we, you can only react to what you've seen. Yeah, I right. get that, but. If the Eagles could fall to one and four, forget one and three, and I'd be like, uh, they still have they still talent. Run in still, yeah, yeah they still got to so run in. We'll see. All right, guys, appreciate you joining us. We're back tomorrow, eleven thirty till then, eleven forty-five. Sorry, till then, Nick Eatman for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?